The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. And we're back here on Inside Florida Racing for uh, February the 17th, a Tuesday night instead of a Monday night. And uh, we did that just so uh, we could have our next guest on because he's never available on Monday. <laughs> See, that's how special our next guest is. Ken Kenny, it's time to get the United Dirt Late Model Show back on the road, man. Yes, sir. Hey, I appreciate that, guys. I really, really do. Um, pretty flattering. Yeah, Monday's kind of a crazy night for me. But I uh, I do appreciate you guys Monday night, Tuesday night, and yeah, I'm ready to go. Back. I'm ready for year number two. I uh, ready for no sophomore jink and then you know an on course season here. Yeah, the season turned right around. I mean, uh, the year's gone by like bam, like that. You're already back to Ocala Speedway again, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm real excited. I mean, Ocala was awesome last year, and, you know, Mike Peters and Angie are, you know, great hosts. I couldn't pick a better place to be to open, and, uh, you know, they were great last year, and I expect it to be a repeat of last year. I really do. I, uh, I, I had a chance, you know, I've been sick a little bit. I told Jack, you know, real sick for off and on for a month, but I, uh, I come out of it about the right time now, and, uh, I've been talking to drivers off and on all day today, and I've got some real serious commitments to run for the championship this year, more than actually, you know, some real solid ones, even more than we had at this time last year. Well, it sounds great. Uh, Ocala got some new dirt or something going in there? I, uh, to be honest with you, again, you know, through Speed Week and stuff, I've, I've been sick. I'm not sure. I, uh, I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I'm, I don't know. I know they had, uh, you know, quite a few shows over Speed Week also, and, uh, you know, I didn't hear anything negative, so I, but I don't know if they got a new dirt or not. So what, uh, is there any changes that you see? What are, uh, how are things going to be different? I mean, so I'm sure that there's some things that you've, uh, taking a look at maybe going to do a little differently this year oh yeah um specifically you know we went into last year not having a clue about dirt tires you know we did in our group you know myself tommy kelly and um you know tommy was you know thrown to the wolf last year you know by uh you know uh trial and error on the tires and you know now he knows it pretty well and we're going to you know, go in there with a, what should be a solid tire rule, you know, because that's the biggest argument it seems like in, in racing, especially on dirt, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, we've got a solid, solid understanding of the Hoosier tires and the punch rule and what it's supposed to do. And we're going into, you know, a situation where, you know, Tommy's coming back again for his second year and very experienced coming in and he, and he definitely knows all the players in the, in the, you know, in the game. And I think he, you know, he's a key key ingredient to it and then you know last year going in it was basically me and Tommy and this was in the very beginning this is even before I really hooked up super with Jack and uh you know uh you know to where he he really started helping us tremendously uh but when we first started it was me and Tommy and uh Kip Brenda long distance and uh and this year you know we're going in with uh you know, these guys, me and Jack have an awesome relationship, and Rick Angie's, and, you know, and now Billy, you know, Billy Osborne, you couldn't ask for a more experienced uh, dirt guy in Florida all the way around. Um, and he, you know, from the media standpoint, from running a racetrack, from 
you know, uh, taking care of the drivers, running the tower, and, uh, you know, Billy's going to be with us from day one, and uh, I think that's massive, you know, really huge. So we've got, I think, a lot more experience going in. Uh, Lisa Mamp came on late in the year, you know, uh, as a scorer and, you know, taking care of a lot of the stuff for us, and, you know, she'll be with us from day one, and, you know, of course, Rob Kohler will be back. So I, I think our staff is really experienced, and I think we're – you know, poised to go into into the year with a lot better understanding this year. Ken, it's Carol Wicks. How you doing? Great, Carol. It's good to hear from you. Very good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're feeling better. I went through that too. I had that bronchial pneumonia. Um, I know you're you're very busy with the Dirt Late Model series, but how's life changed for you since you bought the track? Um, I'm being very honest with you, Carol. Uh, I've kept it pretty. Uh, real. In other words, my, you know, Jack knows me to be go, 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 and go to two, three in the morning, and as he knows, when I got sick with the same thing you got, I, and I had a relapse from it, first time I've been sick in 20-something years of any consequence, and uh, it kind of put things a little bit into perspective and in the economy, and, you know, so I, I'm taking my time with the racetrack. I'm, I am very, very excited about it, um, and, uh, you know, the county, from a political standpoint, you know, the county is uh, making me bring the crack 100% as if it was a new facility from scratch. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but in the long run, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. You know, I, I met with an engineer earlier today, and we, uh, you know, it'll it'll be something to look at when you go there. You won't see a pig farm on the left and a junkyard on the left. And, well, darn, uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think if anybody's going to be successful, can you will? I appreciate that a lot, and I, I'm I'm glad you did ask about that too, because I think in the long run it kind of changed the um, perception of the series. The fact that we were serious enough to step out and you know make a larger commitment to racing, you know, and, and that's kind of you know my big thing. I mean, we're in this to stay. I mean, I I heard a comment the other day. Even I called somebody and said, "Well, we heard you sold the series," and I hadn't heard that in six months. Any rumor like that? And we, you know, I like this. It's it's my you know it's my hobby and passion. And you know, I plan on going forward. I'm I'm excited actually. I'm real excited. That's always good when you hear stuff like that. Yes. You know, yeah. they're, they're talking about you, and it, and it puts value to your whole deal, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Rob. <laughs> we um. I tell you what, man. Terry Wall being down here uh, has been great for us too, and you know Terry's adding some sponsorship for both the series and the racetrack. And you know, there's, uh, you know, again, I, I couldn't be more excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to Ocala, and again, I, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, how it is in this business. I mean, there, I've learned in the short period of time I've been in it now that you know, there's, you got your lovers, but you got your haters all the time too, and no matter what you do, they're still going to be there. And, um, you know, I, I kind of like proving them wrong, you know, over and over and over. And, uh, I couldn't do it by myself if it wasn't for an awesome staff and a great support from the media and, you know, the drivers and crews, fans, you know, we'd be stuck, but I, you know, we keep getting the support and, you know, we, we, Jack, I got some real good news tonight on a, on a couple more guys that definitely we're going to commit to run for the championship. And it really, uh, you know, excited me a how little many, more. How even. many do you have now? 
Um, That's going to run your thing. You, you know, it's around 9 or 10 that are actually going to commit and run for the whole deal right now today before you ever get to Ocala. And um, you figured by the weekend, you know, that number could double because you know I'm going to go to work extra, extra hard the rest of this week and the beginning of next week. And, you know, me and Jack talked about it. We, You know, he they've done an awesome job with the website. You know, Jack has, and, you know, this year we want to – go into Cal and get the proper pictures with the face shots of the guys and really, you know, really have the thing, you know, be even a little more upscale than it even was. And I thought it was great last year, you know, but, um, what a series that, that you run. I mean, it's <laughs> an asphalt eight mile racer when you, you know, hear the struggles and stuff and all the stuff that goes on with, uh, you know, the, the guys trying to make their payouts. And I see when I look at your payouts, I mean, you don't have many. you got one race that's 2,500, but every one of them 3,000 to win for only 50 laps pretty much. And then you got, you know, 5,000 for 75. you got 100 laps, or you guys pay 10,000 to win. My goodness, uh, if there's anybody out there looking to build a car, I mean, this would be the one to run a series in. Well, you know, that's that's cool. I'm going to tell you something. Go ahead. Tell what you just said. Um, I had a lot of calls lately from guys that I raced with in the 90s that were major players on asphalt that are that you guys wouldn't think about, you know, because we all think of the, you know, the recent guys, the you know, the Wayne Anderson that bought a dirt car and the Rich Pratt who's been very successful in, you know, his transformation and, you know, the uh, Brezhnehan, of course, you know, has run well when he when he's raced and, um, but I had a call from Ron Regula and I don't know if you guys yeah, yeah. Ron Regula when they had sure. the Jackaroo Sportsman mm-hmm. series and uh, Ron won that series. Um, when it, when it tagged him with the original Hooters Cup deal. Um, and Ron Regula, they're building the dirt car. Um, their original plan is to run close and, you know, to get used to it. And then, you know, they're talking about building a car for a series. You know, and Ron, Ron was a, you know, long time veteran of Hylia and Charlotte, yeah. race Charlotte off and on, you know, and he said Charlotte about got the best of him lately, but he, uh, you know, he, he's going to have a car. And then I don't know if you guys remember Pat McNear. You know, Pat McNear's probably 70 years old now. Um, and Pat looks like he did 10 years ago. He looks fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, Pat and, uh, Frank Linhart, his, uh, son law called me and they're going to build a, a dirt car, not necessarily just for the series, but, um, to run even in close. And so there's a lot of asphalt guys that are just, you know, taking notice to the way dirt is taken off in Florida. And, well, you know, Ken, Ken, you brought up a really good point. I was talking with Terry Wall last night, um, who is the, the national sales representative for the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, and we were t- talking about this because Terry, Terry doesn't, he, he's been an asphalt guy his whole life, and, uh, I, I was, I was explaining some things that I had learned last year, having been out with you the whole year, and, and, and I mean, to me, it was one of the biggest years of learning. Um, that I've had in this whole racing thing because many of us in the media who have been on the asphalt side of the ledger, such as Rick Angie, such as Scott McAllister, we've all talked over the years about we couldn't figure out why it is that the dirt races, there would be so many, every time you turn around, there's a 10,000 to win dirt race somewhere, you know, and, and we couldn't figure out why there was all this sponsorship in dirt and not so much, it was harder in asphalt, it wasn't happening. And I was explaining to Terry a lot of the things that he's going to learn this year uh, by being on going to these dirt races, and he'll see. And I would really highly suggest that 
that asphalt owners could learn some things, not changing their tracks to dirt, but just learn some things by going to some more dirt races and, and looking at how those shows are run and the excitement level and things like that. And it's just a very, very exciting sport. Yeah, they need to look beyond the, even look beyond the cars, though. That's, that's the thing. Right. Look yeah. beyond the racing. Well, you know, you know, it's weird. I, uh, I, you know, I was an asphalt guy my whole life. I mean, my, you know, four or five, six year racing career was all on asphalt. And, um, you know, I remember the, the time of days at, uh, DeSoto when it was packed to the maximum and the excitement that was always there and the excitement at Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte was full all the time and, you know, both the pits and the stands. And, you know, I, I feel like I, I don't know totally what's wrong. I mean, uh, some of it may be the way they're run. Uh, some of it may be economics of the cost. I I don't know, but to be very honest with you, the last few times I went to the asphalt tracks, even prior to getting back involved, uh, you know, with the dirt, you know, before when I just went to the races because I felt like going by myself or even. I, I don't know. I felt a sense of depression when I was at the racetrack, and I and I love racing, and I I love asphalt racing even, but I actually was depressed going to some of the racetracks, and uh, it hangs I, over you like a dark cloud. Yeah, I don't know why though. You know, I mean, it's just something that was just there. I mean, I I felt shallow. I felt like there wasn't a lot of fans, a lot of excitement, a lot of cars were gone, a lot of people were gone. It just and you know, I I I have less heartbeat on it than you guys do, but you well, know, we're was, uh, we're certainly trying to. And and when we say this, we're not like by no means picking or downing downgrading the the asphalt racing deal. It, it it's all we're saying is that you know we're still trying to figure it out ourselves what we can do to to get that excitement amped up a little bit you know and what we can do to to uh make it a little better show that 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 uh so you don't feel that that you you felt it two carol things, carol two, wicks was sitting here nodding her head when you were saying it ken there's two things that come to mind one is the cost um if you have a family of four going on a racetrack you've got to make it affordable you can pick up the slack somewhere else but you got to get them in there well, I, I can tell you this, um, you know, when I do open the racetrack down here, I've, I've made up my mind, you know, you know, I don't know if the prices will be at $10 or $12, you know, because I'm out in here and I've got to, I want to put on a great product and a great mm-hmm. show, but I, but I can assure you, you know, my range of price is going to be in that low, low area of that, you know, 10, 12 buck deal, you know, and, uh, you know, eight, ten, twelve dollars. You know, I think and, and twelve, kids. ten is pretty fair. And um, another thing that really comes to mind too is a lot of times people get hung up in this racing industry. It's like an ego thing. When you got a track like yours or ours or whatever, people have to work together as a team. It's got to flow. If, yeah. if you have all that dissension inside, it's going to show outside. I want to say something about Mike Peters now, because, you know, we got off talking a lot about racing, which, you know, every time before, we always talked about strictly the series, and um, I really, you know, I'm enjoying our conversation tonight, because it's taking us in different areas, but mm-hmm. Mike Peters and Angie, um, Mike said something to me on the phone the other day. He said, I feel it's my obligation as a track owner to grow the sport, um, and that yes, told me I agree. about Mike Peters right there. 
Absolutely. Well, we, Mike Peters is one of the most <coughs> professional, awesome people that own a race. As a matter park. of fact, we gave we quoted him on that exact thing of within the last couple of weeks on this very show about that, and and have talked about that, Ken. That that's you hit the nail right on the head. Well, let me tell you, he's been one of my greatest allies and friends, and you know, uh, you know, I, I talked to Jack earlier off the record. You know, there there'll be some stuff I'll say openly in the future about. You know, some other areas and other uh, people in racing that I, I don't feel the same way about. And, you know, but I'm not going to stir the pot today. But, but in the future, I definitely, you know, will comment because I think there's track owners in Florida that are definitely there for the sport and to try to work together and for the benefit of everybody. And then there's other people that are not. And, uh, Ken, would I be know, stirring the pot? Would this be stirring the pot to ask you how come East Bay is not on your schedule? <laughs> Whoops! And see, I don't even know. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. But I'll tell you one thing. I just happened to be looking through the schedule, and you got to believe us, Ken, is that me and Jack don't have a whole lot of conversation, uh, well, contrary I, to what people think. But I wonder why are they not on your schedule? Um, it's you know, to be honest, again, you know, East Bay Raceway Park was my favorite place to go watch a dirt race, um, bar none. And uh, basically, I, I went there quite a bit as a fan. I loved my time there last year. I loved all the races that I had there. They were exciting shows. The, it, the bleachers were packed. Um, Todd and I worked very well together as far as promoting the shows. I thought he did an awesome job. I thought we did an awesome job. We, meaning the media, uh, obviously Jack with Karnak, you guys, um, you know, everybody in the media that helped me. Um, and then also, uh, excuse me, and then also, uh, again, I thought Todd did a great job, but, uh, they, you know, they chose not to have us back, you know, for whatever reason. And, um, you know, that was, uh, their decision. You know, that part is open. It, you know, it's their decision. I do have a race on the, or a date on the schedule that says to be determined. And that race could be at Swainsboro in Georgia. That race could be in Albany. That race would be open for discussion if uh, Todd now had a change of heart or, or wanted to discuss that date. You know, we uh, I'd be open to discuss that, but, you know, because obviously they have a good facility. But as of now, um, you know, they've chosen not to uh, have us there this year. So it is. So when are you running for when are you running for public office down there, and which office is it? <laughs> I hear you. Um, <laughs> I I heard that part. The first, I didn't hear what else somebody said about going there uh, or about. Go ahead, Rob. Um, no, it's is that it, it, you're saying that it's it's them. It's not you. It's not because no, of it, you that you're not having. Oh race. no 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 no. It's it's totally it's totally a one-sided uh, decision there. Right, well, um, I'm going to find I, out. I'm going to find I, out. Well, I, I I'm no, going to do I, it right I, over the air when we do it. <laughs> I don't care. That's fine. I mean, I saw. Oh, I mean, I, I want to know. It, 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 it has nothing to do with with uh, King Kenny or with Todd. It has to do with your series that you guys have. These group of guys that you've been able to get together and the shows that you guys put on over there in his joint. I don't understand why he doesn't want you guys to come back there again. Up to him, his place. You know, he may be wanting to come there, and we're talking about it for uh, no reason. But I just noticed that it wasn't. On the well, show. you know, they. One thing I can say is, you know, there's several partners there, and um, 
Sure. You know, I've, of course, I've, I've talked to Al many times and had good conversations and bad conversations. And, um, you know, I've talked to Todd many times and, uh, also have had many good conversations and a few bad ones. And, um, you know, I said I wouldn't go there, but I'll, I'll, I'll go forward being we're there now. And, uh, you know, basically I think at the beginning of the year, well, that's okay, man. I, I feel like they, uh, you know, felt I pulled a lot of cars away from there. And, you know, to be very honest with you, um, it was the track where most people knew me. And when they weren't running late models, we ran them in close and now and then. And I pulled to get those guys down here because, you know, that was my little world that I knew in the dirt car racing. I didn't know anything else. And uh, uh-huh. so there was some justification to that early in the year. But if you look past the first handful of races, you know, we only had uh, four or five guys that went with us. And this, you know, probably three of those guys will be back with us again this year. A few of the others have lost the rides because of the economy or situation. And, you know, but I think everything, ultimately, wherever we were, if we were from Jacksonville, we probably would have hurt Lake City and um, uh, Golden Isles uh, the most. But because my home and, you know, my home base was closest to there, we probably did affect them early in the year the most. And, uh, you know, I did make some mistakes along the way, you know, um, you know, just for lack of knowledge and, and my first year in a series. So I did make some mistakes, but as a whole, you mean in scheduling and scheduling races. No, I don't think so. I, I think my mistakes were more, you know, I, I sold a couple brands of tires and, you know, oh. you know, there might, there was a few conflicts there and, you know, we, we worked through that, I felt, and, uh, I felt nothing happened that we couldn't have worked it out to have a race. I still feel that way. I mean, if, again, if those guys later in the year called to, to have that date, I would be honored to go there and it did be in the past, you know, but, um, for, for the, for the most part, um, you know, I'm going to do this if I have five racetracks to race at or 50 to race at. And, um, I felt like, um, we were being squeezed and, uh, I felt like, um, you know, uh, basically East Bay didn't want us there, and obviously if a couple more from Florida wouldn't want us there, it would have hurt us. But as it turned out, you know, that wasn't the case. Everybody else invited us back. And to be frank with you, if I wanted to have a NASCAR schedule, if I wasn't worried about the racers' families and the economy this year, I could have had a 40-race schedule. You hit it right on the head. I think they need a break. Well, yeah. you know, Ken, that's a, one thing about this this sport, and that you're learning it more and more all the time. Being in the business, and not just as a driver, but in the business end of it, is one thing about this sport is is whatever the landscape is today, it's going to be different tomorrow. There's mm-hmm. always changes, and and it's a very, as you discovered, trying to put a schedule together. You started admirably, I think, trying to put a schedule together way, way early. Uh, like even before your banquet and had it all ready, and you've learned how hard that is to accommodate everybody without um, creating conflicts. Conflicts seem to be inherent in this sport uh, because of just the nature of it. It's it's almost unavoidable. You're dealing with thousands of people, different personalities, different likes and dislikes, and there's no way you can ever please all of them. Well, you know, Carol, one thing that I did learn from Jack, and it took me a while to learn it. See, last year, I was in Utopia before the season started because I was just doing my thing. I wasn't paying attention to nobody else. And um, once I did try to start paying attention to other people, and I was extremely frustrated by the 
scheduling part because I, I was trying to do a good job for the fans and have these great T-shirts made up for Ocala, which became impossible, and, you know, all the things that I wanted to do, the calendars and stuff, and, and you can't do it when your schedule's changing every other day. And, you know, we, you know, obviously still it is my second year, although I do strive to try to be, you know, like we were perfect. It, you know, in our second year, we, uh, you know, we still have some tracks that you have to work out with scheduling. You know, in East Bay, you know, let's face it, East Bay is extremely successful when it comes to their winter nationals, and they've been around a very long time. I mean, then, you know, whether it be, you know, Todd now and, and, you know, the Vondor family owning the racetrack, um, they, you know, that track's been there for years and years and years and has, has always had a great deal of success. And, um, you know, these guys have had a lot of success too. So they've done a lot of things right without a shadow of a doubt. And it is their business. And, um, you know, they've got to make decisions that are good for, for East Bay. And, um, you know, but we, you know, we struck, we were trying to, you know, work with them on a schedule. We tried very hard to work with Golden Isles. And, you know, Frankie Lloyd is a pretty awesome track runner and, and uh, you know, sometimes misunderstood, but definitely um, cares about the sport. And he basically, you know, has a similar points payout, a big $10,000 one uh, late mall deal. So we obviously didn't want to clash with him because we didn't want to take anybody's opportunity away from winning that championship also. So what I've managed to do with uh, Billy and the track owners, you know, uh, and also, you know, Bobby Geyer, one of uh, Frankie's assistants, we've managed to have a schedule now that only conflicts one weekend with the National Weight Mall Series. Um, basically, the National Weight Mall Series, uh, Golden Isles and, our, and myself, um, all having 10,000 win points, deals or more, um, we... Uh, don't conflict except on one day the whole year, and that's we're in Swainsboro and I'm uh, not Swainsboro. We're in uh, Screven when uh, the National Eight Mile Series is in Albany, and we tried to contact them to change it, and they were unwilling. And we had a two-day event, so we couldn't change ours either. So, and right. you know, something I'm going to change. You were asking me about change, Rob. One thing I am going to change. See, last year I didn't believe in a drop a race deal because I thought. You know, NASCAR will have a drop race for a reason, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, if you go and go to all the races, well, we added some races this year and the economy is bad. So what I'm going to do is let the paid members at Ocala vote if they want to have a one drop race uh, a year for this year only, um, possibly. I'm, I will let them vote, and if they decide to have one drop race, then, then we'll have it this year, and that will give everybody the opportunity to take a little bit of pressure off. And, and... The United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series is going to qualify, right, at at Ocala? Yes, absolutely, at Ocala. We sure are. And that has uh, brought a lot more commitments to the table for this Ocala race. Yeah, that's cool. We've got some, uh, some races that are, um, like, October 23rd and 24th. He's got one in Ocala and one in Volusia yep. that are championship rounds of racing uh April 17th and 18th, you've got them back-to-back. May 15th and 16th, do those kind of uh, race dates pose any kind of uh, issues with car count and such? By having the two races? Um, Well, we did it, obviously, for travel purposes. If you're going to go to Alabama to race one night, um, you'd rather race two nights, especially the ones at Loxley at Deep South. They're uh, two, two races at the same racetrack, so... 
I honestly think you're going to get more cars from Florida and Georgia to go to Alabama by having two races than you are one. Not to mention, if a guy is in the points, there's no way he's going to miss two nights versus, you know, if he, he might slide if it was an Alabama race and he was, you know, now I'm not saying the leader, but let's say you're sixth or seventh, eighth in points, you you may consider not going that far if there's one race, but with them being back-to-back, I think it's going to actually enhance the car count. Now, again, we could wreck some cars here and there, but in Florida, you figure the one, for example, at Volusia Ocala, we're raising $5,000 as an added points incentive, which is almost racing for a whole year for either of the series or even Golden Isles, you know, and you know, the the champ of the the high point getter for that weekend, you know, we got $5,000 on the line extra. So I think it's going to bring a lot of cars down, um, you know, that are maybe not even racing either series just because that's late in the year. And uh, I think you'll have a huge car count. I think it'll be one of those deals where you, you'll get 60 cars go to the first night. And, yeah, they may tear a few up, but I, I think you'll more than have enough. Ken, we're going to have to move along here. We've got a big show. Next, uh, but, but, Carol, next week, yes. Ken, next week, we're going to have uh, at least uh, one or two drivers on from mm-hmm. the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series that will be at Ocala Speedway on the 27th. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us tonight. I know you're a busy guy. Get well, man. Get well. Yes, and thank you so much, Ken. Good luck in everything oh, you do. Jack, I appreciate it. Hey, one thing some somebody did uh, tell me to throw out there. Everybody's throwing all the names that are going to run for the championship, and they're all viable. But I got a call from the man from Jacksonville earlier today, and uh, he told me don't count him out either. Who's that, Johnny? I think you guys knew who I'm talking about. Okay, man. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Showtime. Showtime. Take care. Showtime. Yes, sir. Showtime. Talk to you. <laughs> Night, Ken. Thank you. Take care, guys. Bye. All right. Uh, there you have it. Ken Kenny, uh, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. If you want to go to the website. Go to United Dirt Late Models, plural, dot com. We'll be right back. Check it out.